action taker. You don't shy away from fueling your personal growth, do you? Well, perfect, because the Born to Fly podcast cheers on people like you. I love to provide you with interesting material from other Jesus-loving doers. So what can you expect from this podcast? Conversations with successful entrepreneurs who combine faith and business, and tons of tips and tricks about personal growth, leadership, finding purpose and passion, launching your own business, marketing, branding, and much more. So sit back and enjoy this episode. So hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the Born to Fly podcast. I can't wait to introduce the next guest to you. She's a powerful entrepreneurial woman that wants to make a difference in this world. Her name is Nikki Offholter and she's the founder of Terza Design. But I'm not going to say more because Nikki can way better explain who she is and what she does. So Nikki, I hand it over to you. Hi. I'm Nikki Affolter and I started Tears of Design and I'm a mom and a wife, I've got three kids and I'm just your everyday, everyday girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to have you on the show, Nikki. Um, you, you too. Because we talked before and I know you just are a woman with amazing like vision and passion and I can't wait to talk about that and share that with the listeners. Like one of the things I know that you've been an entrepreneur for many years And yeah. you have, a, you had a couple of businesses before. So I'm just very interested in knowing more about that. So can you tell me more of how and when you decided that you wanted to start your own business and then what you've done, what you've done in the past? Yeah. Uh, I think it all started, you know, when I became a mom, you know, I got married very young and had children really fast. And I knew that I, I wanted to stay at home with them. So they, they were definitely my biggest motivation. Um, I didn't want to do a regular nine to five. And uh, I knew that I wanted to have a creative outlet and something to do, you know, financially after they grew up or, you know, so they, they were definitely my biggest motivation. I, and I didn't go to college. And so I was like, okay, so I need to Either way, it's going to be work. If I go to if I go to school, it'll be work. If I do this on my own, it's going to be work. So might as well do the steps at home. Um, so yeah, the children were my main priority, and I started out, you know, just doing odd jobs, house cleaning, just anything that I could get my hands on in my spare time. And then um, I started doing photography, and so that was I did that uh, for a long time as well, and was pretty successful in that. A lot of trial and error. Um, I eventually got into portrait photography and fashion photography. And I stayed in that for several years before starting Tears of Design. Mm -hmm. You said, okay, you did like the cleaning jobs and stuff like that. And you got into photography. Is it something that was out of a certain interest that you had? And did you like take on a course or something like that? No, I, I had always been, um, I always loved photography when I was a child in high school. And so it was just kind of a creative outlet for me. And then I just, um, I was like, hey, I can make money doing this, and it's a passion of mine, so let's, let's, let's run with it. Um, you know, I started charging like $30 when I first started out, and, you know. And An hour was, or like for no, 30, just $30. <laughs> so it was, it, was, it, was, it was pretty bad. You know, a lot of us had those mistakes, you know, when you first start something, you don't really know what you're doing. You just you got to start somewhere. And so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I, I can definitely say that's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, we a lot of people make that mistake, I guess. Yeah. Um, and and so you said your your kids 
are and were and are your priority, I would say. Um, so how come that entrepreneurship really attracted you? Why did you think it was not possible to be a mom, be there for your kids and at the same time have a full-time job or like? Yeah, you know, I really hadn't, I never thought about it until I became a mom. I, I just, you know, there's just a certain thing, way you do things. You, you go to school and then you do the nine to five. That's just the way that things are done. Just, I had no grasp of what entrepreneurship is. I didn't really, I had no idea. And um, I guess part of my personality is just, you know, there's a problem, you figure out how to do it, you know? So um, yeah, I really, I had no grid for it until I became a mother. Cool. I just thought that you just dove in and you mm-hmm. went Yeah. I reached out to you um, because I saw, um, I actually saw a friend from the community that I run promote your, your earrings, your Tesla earrings of Teresa Design. And I just immediately fell in love with what you do, with the brand, with the business. And I was like, I need to, spark, to speak to you, like to talk to you. <laughs> like, how did you get to this whole you know, concept and business and mission of, of Tears of Design because uh, it's, it's not just a, a business. It's like, no. it's a mission. Uh, and yeah, I, I just can't explain. I think I just want to ask you to share more about Tears of Design, how it came to be, just the story of it, I guess, and also what it is about because people probably don't know. <laughs> yet. Yeah, uh, definitely. It's, uh, like I said, I started doing the photography, and that's really kind of what got me into this. I I was very creative, and so I started in the portrait photography, and that led me into fashion photography. And so I did that for several years. And what how it started was there were um, a lot of the girls that I worked with, a lot of the models, they started confiding with me, and they would tell me, you know, about all, the, all these horror stories, about um, these photo shoots where people would, it would turn into things they weren't expecting, you know, in their photo shoot, like it would turn into porn or they'd get pressured. And there was a lot of, um, we discovered there's a lot of trafficking rings that would pose as brands, like well-known brands or well-known photographers. And so they would like get these girls, these models that didn't know. And that really piqued my interest because it wasn't just one model. It it started to become like a very normal occurrence with the girls Mm -hmm. I worked with. I was like, okay, this is a severe problem um in my city and you know like every week a girl is telling me like I'm so glad I found you you're you're a safe photographer I'm like what does that mean Mm -hmm. um so um after about a year of just hearing these real life stories of these girls and it's like okay I started really diving into human trafficking and figuring out what this is and it's like oh it's not uh overseas in Africa or you know or somewhere far off in in the shadows it's it's here and it's in it's everywhere it's in America it's in our city and it's in our neighborhood you know it's affecting people that I know um so that's kind of the spark of what um how I got into this and so with the fashion um I wanted to to use like an everyday thing that everybody buys something everybody buys fashion everybody buys earrings you know like I wanted to use something simple to bring awareness um and so that's really kind of how it got started and every uh we have several designs that uh, promote a different uh nonprofit or organization that is currently in the fight for trafficking so it really is like a, a platform for those organizations 
that may not be seen or heard otherwise, unless you're looking for it, you know, um, but they, they'll get a bigger audience if someone's looking for earrings, you know, so, um, so we, we partner with a lot of different uh, organizations like uh, Stop Trafficking Film. They're a documentary that um, brings awareness and the lie is hope that uh, is an, an aftercare program for survivors and several others. Um, so we are the main uh, mission of a, our business is to be a resource of revenue for them. If that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, it does to me. <laughs> yeah, and and that's what I love because it's it's not j just like just uh, mm -hmm. jewelry, but it's it's way more. It's basically you're just giving them a stage, and you mm -hmm. say, yeah. you, know, you buy these earrings. Basically, you're helping these organizations, and mm -hmm. they're doing something that's so important, and that's you know it's happening right now um, under our noses. We don't even see it, but it is happening. Yes. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I like. <laughs> yeah. That's what I think it, is very powerful. Yes. It's been, it's been really, you know, amazing to see for, even for myself, researching the organizations that I partner with and just this, how it affects so many, so like everything, you know, it's in the foster care system. It's, it's in the modeling, it's in the fashion industry. It's, it, it's not just limited to, like I said, underground and different, country it's it's everywhere and so that's why we have like a multi-tiered approach with all the different organizations that we work with mm -hmm. I, I know you're a christian as well right so is yes. there uh, a way how that god guided you into like setting this up this business in in you know because there is lots of problems in the world and you were mm -hmm. faced with this one was it mm -hmm. particularly this one that god pointed out for you or mm -hmm. How how was God involved? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he's the, he's the center of it. He's the absolute center of it. Um, like I said, it's working with the girls um, in the fashion industry. It's just you know these are real people. These are you know most of these girls aren't saved. Um, and just seeing just the innocence when they're trying to you know be models, you know, and how how darker it gets. You know, for the most part, it's not everybody, but a majority in that industry is like they start out very innocent and they just get pushed and pushed and pushed their with their boundaries mm -hmm. and it started out with just me being like a mama bear and big sister you know wanting to to minister to these girls you know um in just my own way and um I don't know I think like you can use your 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 business as your ministry, you know, whatever you're doing, it's like whoever your, your clients, you know, it's a way to, to bring awareness to them um, about these issues. And ultimately it's God that's going to bring justice. You know, we can do so only so much with our donations and bringing awareness and facts and truth, but ultimately, you know, God is the only one that can bring the justice that they're looking for and what the world's crying out for. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I like that you said that um, you can definitely combine your your missionary or like the mission um, with the business. Mm -hmm. Because I think there are a lot of people that listen to this podcast, they're early stage entrepreneurs, and they might struggle with finding out what they want to do exactly. They might feel this need for like maybe spreading the gospel or like making sure that they're actually doing something that contributes to the body of Christ or to, to as I said, spreading the gospel or something related to their faith. 
Um, so what would you say to, to these people who are struggling with combining their strengths or maybe their interested, uh, interests in um, building a business, but also, you know, have a passion for something or a cause that they really want to work for? How do mm -hmm. you like merge the two into each other? Is it like, um, is this what you're doing the only approach or like, I don't know, <laughs> do you have an answer? I think, it, I think it, it, it makes it better if you are missionary minded and you do have a, if you have a skill, you know, we should all have a skill. <laughs> it's like, it's, you know, like what has God given you the tools in your hand and how are you going to use it for the kingdom? You know, what, it can be the simplest thing, whether you're, you're a tutor or, or you're a house cleaner. If that's your, your skill, then how can you serve? Like what, then what is your passion? If it's for the foster care system or is it for adoption, whatever God's put on your heart, make that your, your business model, you know, make your mission, your business model. So if you're a house cleaner, how can you serve um, foster care parents? Give them a discount, advertise that discount for um, a special for foster care parents, give, do a giveaway um, mm -hmm. for, have people tag your foster care parents or people that are looking to adopt, you know, make that your, your niche, you know? Um, uh, yeah, that's gonna, it, there's no skill that's too small. You know, you can, the house cleaners, the photographers, the, if you're a seamstress, I mean, all of these things, you, you figure out what God's put on your heart and use it. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's just a different way of looking at a business model. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Normally you would, you would think of it like, okay, this is my service. Who is it for? How much money can I make? But instead you're thinking of, okay, what is something that really touches my heart? Something in the world that I really want to make better. And mm -hmm. you just find ways to integrate that in your business or make it an end goal. There's like different ways to go. Yeah, and at, the at the same time, be an expert in your field. Yeah. If you, it's like, you know, it's like, if be, be the best at whatever your skill set is and, you know, be, be the expert, you know, whatever, whatever that is, if you're a photographer, be, study it out and be an expert. And so that you are the best where you are, there is still that element that at the same time, you want to give your best and give your all to your skill at the same time using it for for his glory mm -hmm. um when we want to work for the greater good for something better or for the glory of god we oftentimes are afraid to ask money yes. a certain <laughs> amount of money for what we're doing and yeah. i noticed that oftentimes female entrepreneurs struggle with that asking the right amount of money for their services or their products um but i mean you need money eventually to, to live a healthy life <laughs> uh, and to yeah. for your family, for yourself. I know that you have an, you know, an opinion about this. You have a clear idea about making money and why we should and why it is okay to ask uh, a decent price for the services that you do, even though you're also um, helping good causes or, or um, working for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like I said, when I first started out with the photography, I was charging $30. I clearly didn't know what I was, I was doing in photography and I didn't know how to make money and charge the right amount for my equipment. Um, and all the things that go into that. And so if you're photographers out there, I hear you and I see you. Um, yeah. So I think the best way is to realize first is to like realize your worth. Um, 
in your skill. So with that said, be an expert so that you are worth it. <laughs> you know, be an expert first, then charge accordingly. And um, some people think that you, oh, I, w- I wouldn't pay for that myself. Well, you're not charging yourself. You're there's there's a market for everybody, and you may not buy that for that price, but somebody will. And I think that is the biggest uh, thing that's helped me along the journey. Or you know, there's not everyone has to get your product or your service, but there is a a lane for you. And I think that's the biggest thing is your is to find your your tribe, is to find your audience, and um, market accordingly and um and if you're not confident in your pricing then nobody else will be you know i think i mean you don't start out as as a low-end store and then then turn around and try to be coach you know it doesn't turn from walmart to coach it's like you either you have to start out as one you know like that's part of the branding um which i think really helps people some people have to learn as they go (laughs) And, but it, it, that's probably the biggest takeaways start out as be, be confident in your pricing so that your customer will be too. Yeah. So do you the think more, that yeah. the more money they put into something and the more money they invest into it, the more they value uh, whatever it is that they're buying or um, investing in. Yeah. So do you think that not having enough confidence in, in oneself is the reason why we oftentimes just have you know a low price for what we offer i think that's a definitely a big a big reason you know um and for people that struggle with that if you if you're more analytical you can there are services out there like on you can look do a, a clbd what's the right things cost of doing business uh calculator i think that kind of helps take the emotion out of it like oh no i, I can never charge xyz you know if you actually write down your overhead, your, um, your expenses, whatever your, your equipment or, um, supplies for whatever you're, you are doing, write that all out. And you kind of, you see how much you you're putting in and what your profit is. I think that can help take away some of the emotion, uh, when you actually write down how much you're investing into your business. And what about the people that say, but Nikki, but I, I don't think it's ethical to make profit of something that is, you know, supporting a good cause or something like that. What would you say? Do you think it's ethical or not? No, I, I absolutely, you, you need to, you need to survive too. You know, this is, God gave us, I mean, there's so many b- biblical references into stewarding finances and it is definitely not a sin to, have money you know what it is how you steward that is your own spiritual walk and your own journey and you have to walk that out with fear and trembling too but you know we're definitely called to steward our finances and our wealth and you know use it for the kingdom but that doesn't mean we're not supposed to have it true that's definitely what i wanted to hear (laughs) (laughs) everybody who is listening and thinks you know, I'm just starting out. You're worth it. You need to ask money. Yeah. Why else would you start a business? Yeah. So on a different note, uh, I started asking the, the guests on this podcast about failures in, in their stories as well, because I love hearing success stories, but I know that we learn a lot from our mistakes. Oh yeah. 
So question to you as well. Is there a failure or a mistake that you had in life or in business that taught you something very important that you want to share with the listeners? <laughs> I think we're, I'm going to beat a dead horse, but I'm going to say it again for, for, for everyone. The underpricing, the <laughs> underpricing is definitely the biggest mistake. Um, like I said, you can come out of the gate swinging, like this is my value, this is our worth, or you slowly grow. <laughs> and that was definitely my biggest regret. Um, not so much with Tirza, but just my past, my mm -hmm. past uh, things that I've done. That yeah. photography, that was, um, and that took a long time. I eventually got to where I wanted to be, but it was, it was a long journey. Um, like I said, starting from $30 an hour to eventually charging 500, you know, for a session, it's, you know, that's a quite a jump for your, your past clients, you know, but I, I was paying $30. Like, yeah, you're charging 500. You know, it's like, you have to understand that you're going to lose people. If you're in that stage, you know, of changing your prices, whatever your business is, and you're in that growing stage, you're going to lose people and it's okay. You know, the, the people that really do value you, uh, they will, they will follow along and, they'll still refer you if they enjoyed your experience or your product or your service, or whatever you're offering. Um, but yes. So again, it was the underpricing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think definitely that's one of the key uh, takeaways from, from this episode. I would say never mm -hmm. underprice yourself. Uh, even though it's really hard. I know because I did the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's so easy when somebody says, mm, okay, well, that's a little bit too expensive for me. Um, you know, is it possible? Do you have like a different price or a different package or can we just try to negotiate? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, um, okay. <laughs> like, no, no, you're, you're running, you're running the business. You, you call the shots and you know, you're, you don't have to market to your, yourself or necessarily your friends and family, you know, um, it, it's, it's, you gotta just define your own lane, you know, and, get used to making mistakes. You know, I think that's your people can be a lot of really afraid of making mistakes, but you know, you eventually get used to it and you run to them. You know, it means you're growing and get wisdom as cheaply pot as possible by listening to experts in, in your field, you know, um, whatever your business is, it's, is learn, <laughs> be the expert. So you could, you don't have to make as many mistakes. Um, learn from theirs. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think that's a good lesson because there's nothing wrong with mistakes. Yeah. Um, we're kind of programmed, of course, when we grow up in, in this society to not make mistakes because you want to do things right. You want to be successful. But in order to get there, um, you have to make mistakes. Yeah. I start to, to learn that. I was always afraid to for failing, you know. Nobody <laughs> likes to fail. <laughs> no, it's not fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> because there's a mess and you have to clean it up. So. Yep, own it and own it well. Be humble. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Nikki, where can we find more about Terza Design? If we Obviously, we want to support you. So uh, just share with us like the Instagram, everything, website that you have. Yeah, you can follow uh, along, along most of the social media outlets like Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest, uh, Tears of Design. It's T-I-R-Z-A Design. So it's a um, Hebrew word, so a lot of people don't know how to pronounce it. So Tears and our website is www.tirzadesign.com. And I think that's all we have right now. What come to mind is 
why this name? Like, what's the the story behind it? Oh, yes. Uh, back in the day, my my earlier days, I traveled a lot and um, I used to teach in Israel. And so a lot of my branding for Tears of Design comes from the Middle East and Israel and just the, the desert. Um, you'll see it in the branding. It's kind of all over is uh, desert flower and um, there is definitely a big inspiration for me. I spent several years um, in Israel. So that's interesting. Wow. I, I just want to know more about that as well. <laughs> as yeah. well. We tears and mean, tears and means uh, she is my delight and delighted one. And so I thought it was the meaning behind the name about for, for human trafficking survivors is, you know, to embody that name. Like I said, there's only so much we can do to bring awareness and, um, to fight it with our money and um, all those, all these ways. But the truth is it's going to be Christ and you you can see it all over the world right now. Everyone wants justice for X, Y, Z and all these different um, hashtags. And, you know, ultimately it it is everybody crying out for justice. We want justice. And the only one who's going to bring justice for these causes for human trafficking, for people of color and the children and fill in the blank for different trending issues that are happening. It's, it's going to be Jesus. It's going to be um, Christ. And um, I really wanted to use this name to embody who they are called to be, that they're delighted and delighted in, you know, and that comes through him. Beautiful. I love that. Amen to that. All right. Okay. Thank you, Nikki. So everybody who's listening, go to, to tearsofdesign.com and uh, check it out. Um, thank you for, for sharing your knowledge and your experience. And, uh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, it's such a joy. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Born to Fly podcast. If you liked it, please leave a review on Google Podcast or Apple Podcast. And don't forget to share it with your friends. If you'd like to know more about Born to Fly, go to borntofly.faith. There you can discover our How to Find Your Calling course and a community for like-minded entrepreneurs. Looking forward to having you back next time.